All right, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Run Free Podcast. Oh, man, we got a special one lined up for today. Going to be fun. We're not going to be talking a ton about running today. Uh, We're going to be talking about how to put on some muscle. So we are joined today by a six-time U.S. national champion in the 800 meters, two-time Olympian. He has a personal best of 142.95 in the 800 and is a silver medalist at the 2013 World Championships. But I think of Nick as being more of – Nick, help me out here. What is that? I don't have TV at my house, but there's that commercial of, like, the world's most interesting man. <laughs> it's like a vodka commercial or something I think it's like Dos Equis. Yeah, Dos Equis. It's a good beer. Yes. It's a good beer. Um, I, I guess if I was to – you know, uh, thank you for the great intro. I, I, I was to de- define myself as a, a, a curious guy. Like I, I get into things, right? So if I get into fishing, I get really into fishing. Or if I get into flying, I get really into flying. And I, I get kind of this like, you know, be in my bond and I can't stop thinking about it and I kind of go all in until I, I've exhausted it. So yeah, I don't know. I've got a lot of hobbies. That's for sure. I love it. I love it. You're definitely the world's most interesting man. You need to take <laughs> that commercial over. He's, he's stealing your show right <laughs> Thanks, now. man. <laughs> so uh nick and i go way back he used to train up here in flagstaff where i currently am and uh we used to see each other out on the track every once in a while and um obviously we compete in the same olympic games so and nick is on you know you're, you're speaking about being into things and when you get into it, you get really into it so you've been into a couple different really interesting things last year you tried to break 11 for 100 meters and correct me if i'm wrong i think that got thwarted by hamstring injury is that right yeah don't try to don't try to all out sprint when you're 35 i don't know how some people do it <laughs> uh yeah yeah I, as an 800 meter runner i was kind of like this this hybrid event you know i wasn't a marathoner like yourself putting in 100 plus mile weeks and i wasn't a hundred meter runner with insane speed, I could do both, you know, long runs and sprints. Okay. And that made me a really good 800 meter runner. Um, but when I retired, I wanted to try different things. So I did actually run a marathon around the Honolulu marathon right after I retired, ran three hours there. And then I was just, oh, thanks. so yeah. you ran three hours flat, man. Did you see the clock? When I crossed the line? Yeah. Or like a hundred meters to go. Cause you see well, counting. Here's now. the question for you. So I used a GPS watch and it like, I knew I needed to run six fifty twos, and it's, I looked down and my average pace was like six fifty, six fifty one the entire time. So I'm like, Oh, I'm definitely going to break it. But like the, you know, the GPS watch always varies a bit from the actual course. And I wasn't right. like watching my splits carefully enough. So like I, I got to like within a mile or two to go and I'm like, the GPS is wrong. So I actually crossed on my GPS 26.2 with like another hundred meters to go or something like that. Yeah. So like yeah. I should have been smarter about that. I guess that's a, you know, a rookie mistake, but I thought I was going to, I was on pace for like two fifty nine, and then I ended up running three hours and 35 seconds. Oh man. So yeah. you, you, did you kick it all? Like <laughs> I, I would say that I quote unquote kicked, but it was like just trying to stay on my feet. Right. Like I was all out running, but I probably wasn't running faster than like seven thirty or eight minute pace. <laughs> So, so are you going to do another one? You got to get under three. I really want to. I think um, we can talk about this a little bit more. I'm like really into like the more explosive stuff right now and definitely powerlifting like yourself. But um, I, I see long term, maybe in my 40s, really getting back into endurance athletics, but like maybe more on like an Ironman type type strategy. Like if I run another marathon, maybe it'll be at the end of an Ironman. Okay. Yeah. That sounds like you, man. Extreme <laughs> nature. I just like, trying, I like so, trying different stuff. You know, it was almost like 
once I've done something, then I'm kind of like, oh, okay, what, what's next? Like, what's something cool that's a little bit different to try? So, you know, I ran the 100 last summer, and then I was like, oh, that was neat. Um, I liked lifting for that. Maybe I should start lifting more. And then, you know, if I go and do something else, I want to try a triathlon. I, I, I'm like, well, if I'm going to do it, I might as well try the Ironman, which is probably, probably <laughs> just asking for trouble, but why not, right? <laughs> I don't know, man. How's your swimming skills? I, I, I can survive. So you mentioned that uh, uh, Flagstaff, you know, I used to spend every single April up there training and you guys have that beautiful long course, 50 meter pool there. And I learned how to swim at altitude. And once you, once you've learned how to swim in Flagstaff, you can swim anywhere because you guys don't have a whole lot of oxygen up there. Totally. Totally. Yeah. Nice. Well, you have to come back up first. I'd love to. Yeah. <laughs> so hold on. I'm curious because one of your things that you're into was mountaineering a while back, and I know you were going to go after Everest. Is that still in the It place? is. I think they need to figure out what's going on uh, above 26,000 feet there. The traffic jams and people freezing to death, standing in line. Uh, I'm not interested in, in – you know, I like the mountains because I get away from crowds. I'm not trying to go find crowds. I think they're working on a permitting system and uh, making it the requirements much, much harder to get on top of Everest. Um, so that there's less crowding and it's always been kind of a lifelong project for me. I, it's called, I'm calling it my seven summits project because I'm trying to climb the, the tallest mountain on every continent. And I've got a couple of them under my belt, but I, I guess I don't feel a huge sense of urgency on a lot of those, you know, Russia, Elbrus, um, we don't have the best relationship with them right now. So I'm not in a hurry to get there. It's like, it, it, if it happens, it happens, but, uh, it's, it's not a, it's, it's on the back burner right now. Yeah. Okay. So you got Denali on your list. Yeah. Then. So I'm also trying to climb the tallest state in every, uh, the tallest mountain in every state. And I've got about 30 of them and I'll save Denali for last. My very first one, believe it or not, was uh, Humphreys in your backyard. I was, was going to say, man, Humphreys is right here. I got bored. I got so, bored one weekend while I was training in flag and I'm like, I think I'll go climb Humphreys. And it was so <laughs> exhilarating to be standing on top of Arizona. I was like, this is insane. I, I should do this for all 50 states. And then that was probably, I don't know, five, six years ago. And I've tack tackled what? another 30 since then. Nice. So I'm curious, which one has been your uh, most memorable one to date? Um, man, it's, it's, it's interesting you ask that because they all stand out for some reason. You know, like Mount Sunflower in Kansas, you can literally drive to it. It's in some guy's cow pasture, you know, and that's just so unique. But then there's ones like... Um, Oh, what is it? Klingman's Dome in Tennessee. I think that's what it is. Normally, it's really easy. You can drive to the top of it, but Hurricane Irma was mo moving through while I was trying to get there, and they closed the gate that leads to the top of it, and the gate uh. just so happens to be seven miles away from the summit, and I was training <laughs> to run the Honolulu Marathon at the time. I'm like, well, I need to get a 14-miler in this week, so here we go, and I ran through the hurricane from the gate to the top of Klingman's Dome and back, you know, so like there's a, there's a situation where like it shouldn't be that hard. And I just wasn't going to let a little hurricane get in the way of me and my son. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Yeah. dude. love it. You're, you're definitely a determined well, on the mountain that can kill you. Right. If you're too determined, that's how people die. So right. when I'm going up really big mountains, like uh, Karsten's pyramid in Papua New Guinea or Kilimanjaro, I always use a guide because that guide will like slap you upside the head. If you try to do something, Stupid. totally yeah so uh so have you done rainier i actually guided rainier me and a videographer um i was like i, I had done hood i soloed hood. i didn't solo hood but I, I led hood 
um, had climbed uh, Adams. Um, the only one I didn't do was Shasta, which I really wanted to climb with you. Um, but yeah, yeah. I, I, I led my videographer up Rainier and, and it was at a time of the year where it was super stable conditions. And that was a great climb. So I do have Washington and Oregon under my belt. Nice. Yeah, dude. Rainier was so epic. I love that mountain. That was definitely one of my favorites. How long did you do it in three days? Yeah. Yeah. We did it over a three day period, but it shouldn't have taken that long. It's just, we kind of, you know what? I wish I'd done it it that way because it's such a beautiful mountain and I rushed it. I did it in 24 hours in one push and it turned what could have been a really beautiful, like incredible moment into kind of a, you know, a slog fest, but it it, it was awesome (laughs) standing on the top, no matter how you do it. Oh yeah, totally. No better feeling than standing on top of the mountain. How was Shasta for you? Oh, dude, that was that was the eye opener for me. That was my first time doing any mountaineering, mm-hmm. and uh, like I was like, oh, no big deal, you know. Like, yeah, we rent some like crampons, ice axe. I've never even used an ice axe mm-hmm. before. You got helmet on and stuff, and yeah, we just like uh, blitzed it, you know, and like started at three a.m. and went up and did it. And uh, man, it was way more scary than I yeah. thought. Is me? I'm not a huge me either. Height, <laughs> so. <laughs> but, yeah, I found that doesn't like mix super well with mountaineering because you're standing like you're not on a cliff yeah. right but you're staying on like super steep slope and you're like man if I start sliding down this thing it could be like game over if I don't have my uh rest, yeah. rest. you got to be pretty sure-footed once you start roping up with a team I think that gives you a lot of confidence too as long as you're confident in your teammates um but totally. yeah Shasta's one I'd love to do I might do that in the winter because you can actually uh skin up that what do they call it avalanche bowl which is terrifying but yep. yeah you can skin up and ski down that one it's supposed to be pretty cool yeah dude that'll be fun all right cool so nick we are chatting about your newest venture can you tell us a little bit about what you're up to in the coming uh months? with run gum or with youtube oh with uh, youtube well Rungum's cool too let me give a quick yeah. shout out to run gum man Nick, Nick sent me this stuff. I, I recorded a podcast recently. It's about like how to bring it, you know, it's about how to get through those like moments where like you got to like search deep down yeah. within yourself. And one of the tips I gave was like a quick hit of oh, caffeine yeah. and how say like you're in mile like 20 of a marathon, you're like dying. You'd be amazed at how you feel when you just take a little quick hit of caffeine. But I think run gum is like the perfect solution to that. Right. Cause obviously if you're running a marathon, you're not going to like carry like, or a 16 ounce energy or... drink. <laughs> Yeah. Right, well, that was right. the idea, right? Is I, I knew that me and you and you know all of the pro runners that we knew were using caffeine in a functional way, and I saw I saw people totally. trying to chase down, uh, you know, double espressos in Italy or find energy drinks in in Eastern Europe that they could trust, and I'm like, this is insane. Like, why don't we just create a really cool, like high quality caffeine product that you absorb instantly or as quickly as possible? And uh, so me and my coach, we were looking at different options, you know, tinctures and patches and creams. And we ended up using chewing gum because kind of similar to the way Nicorette used chewing gum to deliver nicotine to the system. We, we found that chewing gum allowed caffeine towering B vitamins, our energy blend, to get into your system extremely quickly. Um, and so we called it Run Gum. We marketed it to runners and it just kind of took off from there. We're now nationwide in REI, Vitamin Shop, Target, Walmart. Uh, online on Amazon and rungum.com. And it's just been really cool to see something that I made for myself be embraced by thousands of athletes out there. Uh, so we're, so, we're grinding away there. Um, we're about to expand in Walmart. We're in every single Walmart with mint 
and we are introducing two new flavors there this fall. So that's exciting. Um, and then, you know, the other question you had was on the YouTube front, I really created my YouTube channel as a way to connect with the fans that I'd made while I was running. You know, after retiring in 17, I missed connecting with them. And I also saw it as a really cool way to continue to kind of tell my athletic story and my run gum story. And um, we're closing in on 200,000 subscribers there on my channel, Nick Simmons. Um, and, and for the month of May, I wanted to try something different. So I don't know about you, but our gyms are closed. Are your gyms closed? And it sucks. Yeah. And I just feel completely unmotivated. And I, I feel myself like getting out of shape, putting on weight. And I'm like, Ryan, that's my videographer. I'm like, Ryan, we need to do something crazy in May. I go, what if, what if I tried to like do an absolutely insane 30 day body transformation where in, in four weeks I put on 10 pounds and do a crazy lean into a final like day 30 picture. And he's kind of like rolling his eyes at me, but I'm like, no, this is awesome. It'll keep me super motivated to work out. So that's what we started four days ago. I'm in the middle of a, of a bulk and lean which I've never done before. And, uh, I, and I've, I've asked you to participate in coaching me a little bit on this, but, uh, it's, it's so different than anything I've ever done before. Oh dude, that's, that's going to be super fun. When you told me you're going to do a little bulk, I was, I was really excited to see how that goes for you. Cause, uh, you know, I think all of us runners feel like we're fighting a little bit mm -hmm. of genetics when it comes to like trying to put on some muscle, right? It's like, we probably gravitated to we because like, Right, right. And like endurance stuff tends to come yeah. more naturally to us, you know. Um, but for yourself, like being 800 guy who you have like 47 second, 400 meter speed. And you were, correct me if I'm wrong, but you're 5'10", like 167 when you were. That's what my training days. weight was. Um, I raced, if I, you know, going into championship season, I'd cut a few pounds. I raced around 162, 163. Yeah. So, I mean, you were. I'm a bigger guy. Yeah. I mean, quote, quote yeah you're big for a distance runner <laughs> for, absolutely for, yeah right right for a runner so like when you have the genetics dude you could you can definitely get big and strong and ripped i'm sure of it dude so i'm really excited to see how this month's gonna go for you so tell me tell me you said you're on day four uh what did uh day one through three look like for you like what's well so day one it was kind of like all right well i want to get big and so i just you know went out to my garage and i grabbed what little equipment i had and i started doing push-ups and sit-ups and pull-ups and running stairs and i kind of like looked at ryan i'm like I mean, I can keep doing this for 30 days, but I have no idea what I'm doing. Like I know how to, I know how to train for 800 <laughs> meters. I kind of even know how to train for the, you know, hundred in the marathon, but I have no idea what it means to bulk up. Like I, I aspire to put on muscle, but I don't know what the, the physiology is behind that. You know, how, how uh, more reps or less weight, or, you know, I need, I need to learn that I need to learn nutrition. And so for me, uh, if I'm going to do this and I'm, and I'm getting excited about it, I want to do it right. And that always means talk to people who are smarter than you. And there's a lot of people out there smarter than me that have done this before. And when I look at your own transformation, I, I said to Ryan, I'm like, you know who we need to talk to is Ryan Hall. If I've ever seen like the most jaw dropping transformation from like one body type to the other, it's what you've done. I mean, I, and, I, and in, my, in this video, I'm gonna just oppose Ryan Hall at 127 and Ryan Hall today. Um, what are you weighing, 175 now? Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, it, and it's insane. It's, and it's not just like you put on a bunch of weight. It's like you put on a bunch of really quality lean muscle. So how'd you do it? <laughs> yeah, dude. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. That's super kind. Um, it's funny. You, you put it in such a great light. And then, uh, you know, my wife, she's, she's always calling oh, me. Dope boy. Boy, man. She's not <laughs> 
seen it. <laughs> it's funny how like your perception yeah. of leanness like gets altered when oh, you're I mean, a pro it's runner, like we're know? talking like, about people that have like three percent body fat you know it's different for totally, sure totally totally yeah and i'm nowhere near that but um oh man so where to start where to start this is gonna be really interesting to follow to, to start with that but i would say mm-hmm. dude nutrition is where it's at like it doesn't matter how you train. If you're not eating more calories than you're burning, you're yeah. not going to put on muscle. Like your body doesn't make something mm-hmm. out of nothing. Right. So that's what I'd start with. So what, what's your nutrition like right now? Um, yeah. So I like to work out in the mornings, uh, mainly because I don't like to work out on a full stomach, but I'm kind of forcing myself to eat something before I work out, whether it's just like peanut butter on toast or something. So I have like something in my stomach while I'm working out and then you know, an hour of lifting weights, immediately taking in some protein in milk, and then kind of eggs and, and, you know, whatever I've got lying around veggies, toast, Uh, a nice quality lunch. I love sandwiches. So I do a lot of sandwiches. Um, And then dinners are, you know, big, lots of carbs, lots of protein. Um, It's weird, this idea of being in a caloric surplus is kind of like funny to me, because I've always avoided it, right? Because if I if I'm in a caloric surplus and I'm not running the miles or lifting the weights, then I get soft. I, I always try to avoid it, but I know totally. that you're right. If I am doing the work, then I then I not only want to be in a caloric surplus, I need to to achieve the, the results I'm looking for. Totally. And so generally speaking, I'd say it's very difficult to get big and put on muscle without getting oh, okay. soft first. Um for yourself who i know you, you've done weights before but have you ever like fully like no i've never i've never gone all in, in like but i want to okay so like that's that's gonna work to your advantage big time like a guy in your situation i think can put on lean muscle without getting just my body fat. type like it's kind of like that your body type your genetics but also to just mainly the yeah. fact that you're new to lifting so when you're new to lifting you should see a ton of growth in both both how much muscle you put on um and uh, your strength as well so you're kind of in this like super sweet spot where if you'd been lifting for like a year and then you're like all of a sudden i want to put on a bunch of muscle (laughs) hard to do i'd be like dude you better get on some extra stuff (laughs) outside of nature (laughs) just or at least that's been my experience like and i'd say you know speaking generally to runners who want to try and put on muscle i'd say this is a big thing for runners because we are used to being like somewhat lean that you have to like let go of that and i remember like for myself when i first got into it man like i started like feeling my stomach and like i, could, I know like, it's, the worst. Belly it's the worst it's the worst yeah i was like what is this man what is this and so you like your tendency the first time you do that you're like dude yeah. screw it i'm out you know like i don't I don't want to get soft, but like, that's kind of part of the process is like, you got to get soft first. So, and even like when you're eating a lot, you hold on to a lot more water. So oftentimes like I'll feel super soft and then I'm like, okay, dude, I got to start cutting and I'll start cutting for like a week, reduce my carb intake a lot. And all of a sudden I'm like, oh, I'm good now. I'm like, I didn't really lose any weight. Mm -hmm. I just shed a whole bunch of water weight because I reduced my carbs. So just be like aware of that at the onset, like 
dude, your face might get a little bit bloated up and you might, you know, put on a bunch of water weight and just feel like a little bit softer. But just know that like when you turn to like your little mini yeah. cut that you're going to do at the end, um, that that will dissipate. When you super, do your cut, obviously you're calorie restricting. Are you still lifting as hard? Are you adding cardio in or like what, what does a cut look like to you? Yeah. Yeah. Great question. So, and that's, I think a big tip for me, dude, is I would do zero cardio okay. while you're trying to okay. put on a um, muscle, like, like be like lift super heavy, super hard. And then like the rest of the day, just <laughs> oh, I can do that. As easy possible. Yeah. <laughs> so, but then yes, to answer your question, then when I get, so like for myself, for example, I've run twice wow. in 2020 and like neither one of them were by choices yeah. because like I didn't have a bike and yeah. I needed to be with Sarah, you know? <laughs> so like try to run as minimal as possible. But then like now I'm starting to cut cause I'm starting to get a little bit soft. I'm sick <laughs> of Sarah calling me Doughboy. So I'm going to start cutting down and yeah, I'll start adding back in minimal cardio, mm-hmm. dude, like 30 minute runs. So nothing like super long and maybe some more like hit training, mm-hmm. like high intensity stuff. So, um, my favorite way to do that mm-hmm. right now, man, is a punching bag. Dang. Oh yeah. That's, that's heck tough, a good bro. workout. Yeah. Really short time. Yeah. So like, I think stuff like that is going to help you is me way better than just going out and just running slow distance. I think that's like a great recipe for getting like, I think, skinny. I think one of the reasons um, I'm, I'm so excited about this, I, I don't shit. like running slow, easy miles anymore. Like it, it hurts, you know? And I always remember when I was in my twenties and running 10, 12 miles at a time, I'm like, what are you talking about? Running doesn't hurt. But then you get into your like mid to late thirties and you're like, no, nah, man, it kind of hurts a little bit. <laughs> well and just we're not we're not gliding along like, at five minute pace anymore yeah like it's like yeah. ruining a good memory dude i had like such good feelings and memories about it now i go out and run i'm like dude, do you cycle at all supposed to feel like uh no man I if you want to like that, i think so but, uh, this is what my, my thought is for the leaning because other than calorie restriction, like I can't really run much, but when I get on that bike, I mean, I can bike for two or three hours and it goes by so fast. You get to you get that kind of, remember the, the beauty of the long run where you get to see like 10, 15, 20 miles of countryside at a time. Well, now I'm on my bike and I'm seeing like so, 30, 40 or 50 miles of the countryside at a time. And I come back and like, I look in the mirror and I've like immediately shed you know, three or four pounds and I'm leaned down. And so maybe right before my, my after pictures, I was thinking about doing a long ride right before him. Totally dude. And, you know, speaking of pictures, man, you should do some research on like what oh, the tanning and the, the shaving. Uh-huh. I mean, it, there's truth to it for yeah. sure. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oiling up like all that stuff. And then also yeah. what you do with your carbs, you know, and your salt intake, like there's this whole, like, I never have gotten into that aspect of it, but dude, you can really change how you Little look just by there. like yeah, yeah. manipulating those factors. Yeah. So yeah, make sure you look into that one, but let's, uh, let's go back to nutrition. So I've never done that before. Um, and it kind of scares me <laughs> because I don't really need to, I don't want to know just how many calories I'm eating, but I guess that's the point right now. Right. I, it's not a, I shouldn't look at a three or four or 5,000 calorie day and feel scared. I should be like, oh, that's great. Now I can build muscle out of that. Totally, man. Yeah, I would definitely track it because here's what tends to happen. So when we're trying to lose weight and we track our calories, usually we like think we're mm-hmm. eating a lot less than we actually are. 
And then the same, the opposite is true for when we try and put on weight. Cause dude, like I am never hungry when I'm trying to put on weight. Mm -hmm. Like I'm full at all times and I'm just like forcing myself to eat, which sounds like kind of like not a healthy thing. Kind of letting your body know there is plenty of fuel for you. It's okay to start building muscle. Totally. And dude, it's crazy what happens to your metabolism, man. It's like, I'll be not running at all. I'm eating like, or I'm working out like 60 to 90 minutes, hard lifting every single day. And I'm eating 4,000 calories, dude. And I'm not putting on a pound and I'll have to increase my like fat intake. Cause I'm so full. I'm like, I can't eat any more carbs or protein. So then I start mm-hmm. taking in tons of fish oil, which is super helpful and trying to, trying to gain weight and like really healthy thing you can take. So I, I do, I'd get a whole bunch of fish oil. And what stuff, other, like, what other stuff like down. foods are you, uh, what's your go-to when you're really trying to bulk up? Like, how are you getting all those calories in you? Dude, so here's my thing. I take in 50 grams of what? protein How? every three hours. <laughs> How in the world do you do that? <laughs> Steak injection. Dude, you're gonna. You're not gonna <laughs> like the answer to this, Nick. You're okay. not. You're not gonna like this, man. You're gonna try this. Uh, Sarah gives me such a hard time about this, dude. This. So this is what I do. I. Yeah. I mix. I take Greek yogurt, yeah. right? Because there's a ton protein and greek yogurt i take that and i mix in a scoop of uh whey protein like muscle whey protein so that's 50 grams right there man and uh yep just shoot it down man it it, i I like the taste of it sarah man every time i make it she's just like can't believe you eat that that is disgusting uh you're gonna have to drink a lot of your calories um yeah, you're going to get to a point where, dude, you're just, like, super full. You're just going to feel like no moss. And so, like, when I'm at that point, I'm drinking a lot of protein shakes, dude. So I would definitely get a protein shake on hand. And, um, dude, I would I try and get in 50 grams every three hours. And if you can, if you wake up in the middle of the night, I try and get in another wow, 50 okay. grams in the middle of the night. So, like, seven Dang. hits, 50 grams. Um three hours yeah and here's the thing when trying to so when i first got into lifting i really it took a while for me to start getting soft um because really i like my protein intake went up to like 300 to 350 grams per day but i wasn't eating a ton of extra like carbs and fat and so i put on quite a bit of muscle because i had way Mm -hmm. more protein than i needed for sure and my calories did go up um, but without the extra carbs and fat i didn't add a whole Mm -hmm. lot of extra kind of softness but I got to the point to where like I couldn't grow anymore without eating carbs and without eating healthy fat. So I had to add that to the mix. But dude, nutrition is by far the most important piece. And I think the piece that people get wrong and they get discouraged, you know, like if you're not eating 4,000 calories a day and some people it's less than that, right? Like it's a very individual number based on your own metabolism, but I'd say start at like 3,000 calories a day, but very quickly, like if you're not noticing the scale budging like start adding like 500 calories per day until and should you do you have a target Um, of how much weight you're trying to put on per week or if uh i mean i guess you have like the luxury of time if i'm trying to do this in like three weeks should i even be worried about how fast i'm putting on weight or just like just to be like okay it's moving in the right direction just get excited about it yeah well yeah is that is that insane or is that doable Dude, it, it depends so much on like body type. And, you know, for if, like I said, if you've been lifting for a long time, I'd say that's not probably doable. Like for me, like 
I've been stuck at mm-hmm. 180 for a long time and I'm still eating 4,000 calories a day and lifting and it's just not budging, you know, but for you being new to lifting, I think that could be doable, Great. but you're going to have to like yeah. hit the calories really hard and be pretty aggressive with it especially too if you're talking about 10 pounds right like you're talking about the well i know i probably go right? up 10 and then drop like three or four while i cut so net six okay yep yep that's definitely doable yeah yeah that's definitely doable a net 10 would be hard because when you cut you're gonna lose a lot just make sure you like refill your okay. glucose your carbohydrate yeah. back up at the end of your cut otherwise you're just gonna <laughs> yeah. be like down a whole bunch of water weight and it's yeah yeah to be up that much you know because like all dude the first week of my cut because i'll reduce my carbs that's like the first thing i reduce i still like i surround my workouts with my carbs so before and after i'm still hitting the carbs hard but then the rest of the day like essentially like very little to no carbs and i'll just lose like 10 pounds in water weight in that first week you know um so and then you your muscles look flat when you do that so like all instantly (laughs) like dude i just lost like all my gains but then as soon as i like carb back up i'm like my muscles fill back up and i look way way better so um definitely look into like the bodybuilding approach of like how to get ready for a show because that that could like make yeah okay i got so much to learn it's so different than running running's just like all right i need to lose some weight i'll just starve myself for a few meals okay i'm back to target race weight i'll go run now (laughs) (laughs) pretty simple right right yeah yeah, it is. Well, that's what's fun about trying to put on weight yeah. and muscle. It's like the total opposite of running. Mm-hmm. Like running is so catabolic, right? And putting on muscle is totally anabolic. And dude, you should feel pretty amazing with like all this extra yeah. energy you're gonna have from the extra calories. I'm excited about that. Not super hard. Like you should. Yeah, you should feel really good. And then when you start cutting, like you got to kind of go back down the backside. How are you? How are you lifting as much bit, as you want with gyms closed? Or do you have a home gym? Yeah, so I have early on, man, I'm glad nice. I did yeah. this. I bought my whole setup, you know, and I didn't, I didn't drop a whole bunch of money on it. Like I've probably dropped, I don't know, probably platform and bucks, racks I have, and like, everything. everything I need. I don't mm-hmm. have a platform, but I have a power rack, you know, so I can lift right. super heavy with safeties on the side and I don't have to worry yeah. about killing myself and shit, you know. Um, so, slim, yeah, slim pickings. Yeah. Uh, my buddy hooked me up with a bar and I've got, um, uh, you know, a couple 25, some tens. Um, I can go back and get more weight if I need to, but, um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it, it's mostly because I don't have like a rack or anything. I'm doing a lot of like thrusters and cleans and jerks and overhead press. And I've got our bar so I can do pull-ups and some push-ups. And I guess, am I trying, am I trying to do, I'm, am I trying to, go to failure on things am i trying to do a lot of reps or what What when i start structuring what am i thinking yeah great question um all right so first some tips for like people like yourself you don't you don't have a whole bunch of weight you can move is how to get around that you can simulate lifting heavy because i think you do need to lift heavy yeah. to put on muscle or at least that's been my experience like if I'm just doing like body weight stuff, man, I'll get like lean and rip, but I'm not putting on a whole bunch of muscle, you know? So what I do is 
the first set of every single day is like a super heavy set. So like today I'm benching. So I'll start out with 10 sets of like really, really heavy, like low rep, three rep I'm talking about. And, uh, and lift really heavy, as heavy as I possibly mm-hmm. can. And sometimes I'm doing heavy negatives and, um, I'll get creative with chains and all kinds of stuff. But, um, that's, I think a big principle is like that first lift, make it count. Um, cause that is the lift you're gonna get the most out of. So mm-hmm. always put like that most important lift up front. So, so if you don't have a lot of weight, things that can simulate having a lot of weight is BFR mm-hmm. blood flow restriction. Have you messed with that at all, Nick? Okay. So, <laughs> I mean, you can get real, like real sophisticated with it, or you can get like real old school with this one. So like, you'll see guys just like, no way. Up, like tourniquet style wow. stuff and doing curves. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't, I couldn't like uh, explain the science behind it very well, but I've had the science explained to me and it makes sense. Um, but yeah, a lot of guys will do BFR as a way, you know, and they sell like these straps with pumps. And so you can pump it up too. like, you're not supposed to be clamping down super, super hard on it. It's supposed to be like a moderate amount of tension. Um, but you can do that. So say if you're squatting, you put it up towards the top of uh, your hamstrings and and clamp down on it and then do your squatting with that on there and that's something about that is supposed to simulate lifting heavy um another thing you can do to simulate lifting heavy without having a lot of weight is really slow reps so something about lifting really really slowly is supposed to create that Mm -hmm. same type of effect as lifting heavy so i'd encourage you to do that um other stuff i like to do if i don't have a lot of weight is i'll do like pause reps right so i'll get myself in like the hardest position of so if if it's a squat it's like the bottom of the squat and i'm sitting in the bottom of the squat Mm. and i'll just sit there for like three or four seconds and then i'll go up a little bit Mm -hmm. i'll pause again i'm sure you've messed with this stuff yourself um a pulsing is also something you can do again, like getting yourself down in the hole in the squat and just pulsing. Um, I would say this, like definitely focus on compound movements and I would do those first, you know? Um, so whether that is like, um, you know, Olympic style lifting, or for me, it's like squatting, deadlifting, like those, you're going to get a huge hit of testosterone from that. And that is going to help your gains significantly you know like there's a reason why when people dope and lifting they're taking testosterone you know so um yeah the i would i would so what i do is i that first set is like a set of 10 super heavy and so i do i follow the german high volume training system which is you choose four exercises you do 10 sets of Mm -hmm. each exercise so a ton of volume there right and then they do 10 okay. set or 10 reps of each exercise. So it's a lot of time under tension. And I think for yourself, if you're primarily concerned with muscle growth, that's mm. going to be huge for you is time under tension. So you want a lot of time with uh, you know, a weight on your back with you know, doing curls, concentration curls, things like that, where you're just have weight under you for a long, significant amount of time. Um, so I would do, I would, I would still start like as heavy as you can on that first set. And then the next set, like do a little bit higher rep. When you look at uh, bodybuilders, like a lot of them, they're doing 15 reps of their exercises. So, um, you know, you could do 10 sets of 15 yeah, reps. That's a lot of lifting. That, that workout's going to take a while. 
it, yeah so like oftentimes like i posted one of my workouts on instagram the other day and it was like i'm supersetting stuff too right so it's chest and back workout and i'm doing 10 sets of bench superset with 10 sets of uh pull-ups so i'm just going from one to the other one to the other you know back and forth but i am taking like 45 seconds rest between sets so that way if you keep your rest tight like arnold schwarzenegger says you can like recover 75 percent in 45 seconds mm-hmm. so apparently that was what he always said <laughs> yeah. and so i was like well if it works for arnold you know it'll work for me too so i've always just taken really short rest really high volume so i'm getting in um you know 40 to 80 sets in a workout and that workout's taking me anywhere between like an hour and 90 minutes and then in terms of my split dude recovery is super super important i think even more important than running you know Mm -hmm. like you need more space than you think i've i've messed with this one a lot when i was coming up like I started out just taking two easy days. So say if I did an arm day and then I do a back and chest day the next day, and then I do a leg day the next day and then back to an arm day. Um, But that was not quite enough rest for me. So my sweet spot that I found for myself is I need to rest the muscle group three days before I hit it again. So my current split is kind of, so chest and back today, um, tomorrow will be shoulders and tricep and the reason why i put that there is because it's a secondary muscle group to uh when you're hitting your chest you're doing bench press you're hitting your shoulders and tricep as well so i want to try and hit those again as close to that chest day as possible so i put that the next day um and then the next day i'm doing um just biceps so it's like 90 minutes are you are you totally sore and like barely able to lift your arms after one of those (laughs) <laughs> dude so when i first got into lifting i couldn't straighten my fingers for like yeah. three months because i wasn't used to like holding weight you know um but yes dude super sore and even to this day like dude i'll be lit after my workouts for a couple days right and so that's why i have to give myself three days um between sessions so yeah like i would i would definitely expect to be sore yeah, me too. um and that's I, I love being sore man that's how i know like, what I'm doing is actually doing yeah, something. Yeah, I hear it's actually I'll, working. I, 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 all the you're saying, I'm just like, man, I can't wait to get into an actual gym again. Like I'm, unfortunately, this is a quarantine transformation. I'll, I'll be able to piece it all together. Um, but man, you get me so fired up to actually like go lift really heavy with like people spotting you and just being in the gym is fun. You know, I like having people around me also working out. One of these days, we'll get back to normal. Totally. Yeah, dude. You'll get back to it, but you can still do this, man. Like yeah. body weight stuff. Like I'm like hanging from the rafters in my garage, and, like, and I, like, I'm like I'm getting. I I was doing curls, uh, not curls, but uh, yeah. obliques with a uh, uh, five gallon water jug the other day. Like there's stuff lying around that's heavy. I'll I'll go lift it. Yeah, dude. Like that's what I did one time. I was in Japan with Sarah, and there's like not a gym to be found. And um, I yeah. just loaded up my carry on with like water bottles, and I was doing curls with it. And dude, different. I was so yeah. sore after that because I wasn't. It was just like a slightly different movement. Yeah. So you can take advantage of this, man, and like throw a bunch of new stuff at your body that, that you're not used to. Like you're only. I'll have fun with it, man. Face. I'll send you the video when it's so, all done. Um, <laughs> yep. You'll be like, there's some room for improvement there. But I think, yeah. I think for me, just because I haven't been working out that hard, like you said, like those first few weeks of lifting, it's, it's all going to be so good. My body's just going to like respond well to it because it's, it's a new stimulus. 
Totally, man. Yeah, you're gonna you should see like pretty rapid growth and notice pretty big change like right off the bat. Um, yeah, I'm a I'm a champion sleeper. I go to bed at eight every night, so like, I sleep I sleep like ten to twelve hours, uh, maybe ten hours a night. Perfect, dude. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I've always always been good at that. I mean, that's one. what our job is all about, right? Is sleeping. So. Yeah, dude. Okay, so I got I got another uh, little trick for you to do. Mm-hmm. So in, in terms of getting your arms bigger, try this out. Do you yeah. have like a twenty pound or fifteen pound dumbbell? All right, cool. So take those, and right before you go to bed, like the last thing you do, I want mm-hmm. you to do uh, just do hammer curls, and then do um, uh, uh, no, skull crushers with the dumbbells. You know what skull crushers are? All right, so you're laying on your back mm-hmm. and on the floor, and you're just—it's a tricep exercise. So you're bringing, you're trying not to move your like, put your arm straight up in front of you. You're trying not to move your elbow, and you're bringing the okay. dumbbell down to your head, touching it, and then going back up. So superset those two exercises right before bed. Do like ten <laughs> sets of that, man, and just just right before yeah. bed, dude. You're gonna get like a massive pump. So do that, then eat a snack, and then I want you to like this new here. But go in front of a mirror and just like flex your your arms as I love much it. as you can, I love and like visualize them growing. Like commit them <laughs> with words. Like be like grow like i command you to grow no i believe it and, dude, I believe it, it sounds like a hoax but do i tell you there's it's what i did for 20 years as a, as a competitive runner was just flex in the words, mirror and they run faster words. like you got this <laughs> yeah man <laughs> uh, but yeah dude try that one out for i love sure. it That's so what's what are you what's like the plan the for you level. i mean I, obviously you love this you've loved learning about it you love working out do you have uh aspirations to compete or do you just you know what what what's what's the what's the end goal for you yeah dude so i mean the genetic component of this is like really real right so um what i started at my my weight like my my original goal yeah. was like dude i'm gonna get up to like 250 like 250 pounds you know and i've realized like mm-hmm. like I am not willing or to do the illegal things food. or, you know, <laughs> um, so right. Totally. Yeah. And that's the thing, right? It's like, you look at all these guys on like YouTube and Instagram and dude, like some of those it's guys not, are not, not worth it either. We, like, you and I know what those drugs do to your body and your, your life expectancy. It's just not worth it. Totally. Totally. Yeah. So I'd say, yeah. you know, I'm probably more focused on the strength aspect right now. Like I've, I just love improvement. Like I'm addicted to getting better at stuff. And so I'm dude, I'm still like, like I just pulled a PR in the deadlift the other day. Like I'm still getting stronger in all my lifts. And so I'm just going to keep riding that out until that stops and, you know, see, see where I land with that. But I'd love to, I want to get my deadlift up over 500. I want to get my, uh, that's a big bench 400, which that one is a reach for sure. Yeah. That's going to take some time, but dude, I've heard of guys who are like, 150 pounds benching 400 so yeah it's doable but i mean i definitely don't have the genetics Mm -hmm. for it i definitely have a lot of slow twitch going on Um, but dude a guy like yourself man you could you could do some damage yeah yeah exactly uh, i think this will be a good intro for me you know like uh, just get through may and learn a lot of all that i can and then this summer i can really like kind of like you say put my head down and go all in on it totally yeah 
Yeah. Yeah, dude. I'm I'm really excited to follow. It's gonna be super fun. Um, but dude, just make sure yeah, that'll that, be my like I thing. would definitely track your calories because cannot right. I cannot like emphasize that enough, man. It's so important that you're getting in a whole bunch of calories and not doing like any type of cardio. And then you should see a big difference then when you do introduce the cardio. Mm-hmm. Your metabolism is just gonna go way, way up, you know? And so you'll be surprised like how much food you can eat when you're cutting and still lose weight yeah. because your body's used to 4,000 calories a day, right? It's still a lot so of calories. You're only going to yeah. have to go down to like 3,000, which that's like... I love it. Right, right, right. So, yeah, dude, I'm excited for you. Any Dude, any other uh, thoughts or questions? How tall are you? Or, um, yeah, anything else? 5'10", and you're saying you're about so one, 170 what right now? 77? Man. I'm, I'm laying in and like I'm like right, right at your height and weight, but I we do not look the same. <laughs> you look like uh like you're chiseled from marble, <laughs> and I look like I rolled out of a donut factory. <laughs> Dude, what? That's a that's a lifetime ago. I appreciate it. So I I get so excited when I see what you and your wife and your girls <laughs> your kids are doing, man. I just um i i i love seeing you guys around the track you know you always work so hard and um you had such a great message and i miss seeing you guys yeah i know man i know i miss seeing you too it was uh it was fun i, I enjoyed our time together you gotta sure. make it back out to track town soon lots of good memories man uh, that's a, that, i like there's a lot of things being canceled yes. and you know so yes, much so sadness much. and disappointment around the world for me and for a lot of people in the running community, it was the fact that we were all looking for this awesome reunion uh, that was going to be Track Town 2020, the uh, Olympic trials. And I just pray that we get uh, we get another chance in 2021 that we have the trials and we get to have that that awesome reunion that we look forward to every four years. They laid the track. Totally, uh, yeah, last I saw it wasn't painted. But it? I mean, have you seen the stadium? It is it, imagine? Did you ever race uh, or go to the race yeah. in? Um, was it Brussels for their, for their diamond league kind of reminds me of that. Um, just, I mean, really yeah. beautiful, beautiful stadium. It's a big stadium. It's uh, it'll, it doesn't fit in Eugene, but you know, if, if Nike and uncle Phil want to write the $500 million check or whatever, we'll take the money. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, Hey, I'll send you some now. pictures the before and after. Hopefully be I make awesome. you proud. All right, yeah, yeah, you guys, everyone's got to follow follow Nick on his YouTube channel. Check out his uh, transformation going forward. Thank Nick, you, Ryan. Thanks Talk for soon. making the time, man. Appreciate it. It's always good chatting with you.